Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. Ah, as we all know, it's a lot of stuff going on today. Well, I'm excited about what God is doing. Ah, you like that song, right? I like that song. The other song I, uh, I made up said, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. Are you excited about what the Lord is doing? I am. Well, even working on my mouth and trying to get this bridge straightened out and um it's been just a, a challenge to get this straightened out anyway i'm excited about what god is doing regardless of what's going on around us because as we all know it is true um all of us are dealing with different things and a lot of stuff is going on so that's why i say i'm excited about what the lord is doing because he's doing a lot of exciting stuff and I want to be a part of that exciting stuff. I want to be rewarded. I want to be blessed and used of God. And of course, obtain eternal life. <laughs> Today, I want to talk to you briefly about the ungodly. They've often forgotten. The ungodly are often forgotten. They're all been forgotten. We're all looking for blessings and, uh, and success and eternal life. But the ungodly, there's something else. They don't have all the privileges you have. Bow your head with me and let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that's watching this broadcast, whether they're receiving it by uh, YouTube, Twitter, or, or Daily Gospel Network, or on the podcast, however they may be receiving this message today. Whether they saved or not, whether they walk with you or not, I ask that you touch every liberal soul. After you break every yoke in their lives and free their will, and they can understand your word. Send your word and heal them and deliver them from their destructions, oh Lord God. Father, I look to you to send your word into their spirit and into their heart and into their mind that they would accept your word as your word. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. As I was saying, the ungodly don't have the privileges we have when we say. I was Telling my wife and my, I was talking, also talking to my sister, and I was telling, I'm just, uh, 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 uh. there's so many things I like about the Lord. There's so many things I like about God Almighty. 
I could write a book about the things I like about God. But the ungodly can't do that. They can't brag on God because they don't know him. They can't brag on God because they don't understand him. That's something to think about. They can't brag on God because they don't know him. They may have experienced his mercy now. Oh, yes, they may have. They may have experienced his mercy, but they don't know him. Go with me to the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. It says, uh, listen to this. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Let me read it one more time. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. It is a rare thing for a man to die for somebody he don't know. Amen. Can't drink water from a body till it works on my feet. It is a rare thing for a man to die for somebody they don't know. And somebody that don't care about them, that somebody don't love them, somebody don't like them, and somebody that don't know them. But when we was out with spiritual life and spiritual strength, Christ died for us because we were ungodly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, we were ungodly. But Christ died for all of ungodly people, not some. See, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wasn't talking about money. I got to get that out of your head. Oh, he was talking about me being rich. Ah, he was not. He said abundantly. Abundant. Money is a substance. Success is a topic. Wealth, it could be anything. So Jesus said, I come that you might have life. He didn't say that I come that you might have wealth, money, cash, green, cars, plane, or whatever in your day. He didn't say that. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So when we were without strength, according to Romans 5 and 6, in due time, Christ went to Calvary and died and rose on the third day that we might, listen to this, obtain abundant life. That we might obtain abundant life, but we were ungodly. We wasn't godly. We wasn't clean. And we wasn't holy. We were ungodly. Christ died for us. We didn't even know about no Christ. People go to church. I know when I was growing up, I still didn't know about Christ. I went to church. I went to church faithfully as a child because my behind would have been hot if I didn't go. Mama was going, grandma was not mama. Grandma was going to bust my behind if I didn't go to church. Okay? That was the rules. And as I got older and I became a, teen, a, a teenager and a young adult, I had a friend I hung out with. And his father had a roof. We could 
But I know one thing, you better get your behind dress and go to Marine Baptist Church. That's all that was his route. I never forgot that. I didn't understand why this man wanted us to go to church. I wasn't interested in no God and none of that stuff. I wasn't a religious, I didn't consider myself a religious person. As I'm being honest. I didn't want to go to no church, but my friend told me, and his brother told me, the rule of our house is we have to go to church on Sunday morning. If you're going to stay at our house and hang out with us for the weekend and party, we have to go to church on Sunday morning. And when his father showed me his gun, I uh, I didn't have a problem going to church on Sunday morning. <laughs> I had no problem going. <laughs> I had no problem going whatsoever. I just wanted to hang out with my friends and party all night, all weekend long, like we did. But I had to make an adjustment because his father said, his mother was a softy, but the daddy, now the funny part about this, this man was ungodly, but he made us go to church. That was the rule of the house. I never knew, I never understood that. He never, him and his wife never went to church and I know of. But we had to go to Marine Baptist Church in Brooklyn. And let me tell you something. Hmm. One Sunday I went to Marine Baptist Church and I sat there looking and seeking for somebody. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I was seeking. I wasn't seeking a person. I wasn't seeking a girl. But we used to go check out girls everywhere we could. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. That was me. I would check out some pretty girls. But I sat in that church that Sunday morning. And I'm just looking for this guy or some person. I'm looking for somebody. I don't know who I'm looking for. I kept sensing this person. This important person is there. I kept sensing I'm looking for. Who is this person I'm looking for? And I kept it to myself and didn't say nothing. And I kept sensing it and I kept sensing it. And you know when you perceive something, you 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 you're sensing something. Something something is going to take place. And you, I was just looking for this person. I was expecting something to take place. I was expecting nothing to take place. And I just scratched my head. I I I don't, I don't understand. But later on, I realized I was seeking after God and didn't know. Amen. Didn't even know it. The pastor, of the church had passed away, and they say some other minister was there, and it was a shot. I surely wasn't seeking after him. That's for sure. I wasn't into no church in a show and there was no preaching. I wasn't running up to nobody saying, I got a call on my life to preach the gospel. No, because I didn't know nothing about a gospel and I ain't know no Jesus, even though I was raised in church. I can tell you stories about the church I was raised in. Make your hair stand on your head. Amen. But the scripture said, and uh, uh, Romans 5 and 6 says, but when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly men us. The ungodly. We were ungodly. You wasn't born saved. You were born in sin. That's the best part. You were born in sin and an iniquity. In iniquity did your mother conceive her so you wasn't born saved. I know people are saying, I was born saved. You're a liar. It was not. Jesus was born without any sin. I don't know about me and you. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, real quick. 
Second Peter chapter two, verse six, and it says, listen to this. Listen to this. And turning the city to Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an uh, uh, condemn them with the overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. I'll read it again. Turn in the city to Sodom and Gomorrah in the ashes and condemn them with the overthrow, making them an example unto those that after shall live ungodly. Sodom and Gomorrah is a popular place. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed and the cities round about. I know a lot of y'all preaching, uh, preaching, teaching, was told that Sodom was destroyed for homosexuality. It was not. The Bible don't say that. It was destroyed for fornication, strange flesh, homosexuality. Because they, they, they knock everything out. They knock out uh, uh, fornication. They knock out strange flesh. They knock out everything and just say, only the gay. It was homosexual. It was not homosexual, but it was not. It was man with man and women with women working out, which was unseemly. But it was also, above all, fornication was the ringleader of the problem. Amen. They don't talk about that because they fornicating and their children are fornicating. That's why fornication is so accepted today. Amen. You trash homosexuality, but you won't trash fornication. You won't trash strange flesh. You won't trash bestellamy and all that other nasty stuff they were doing. Oh, they trash homosexual. It's abomination from God. Oh, it's abomination for God. It's abomination before God. That's all they say. But they never tell you that all abominable people, all fornicators, all adulterers, that's continuing their adultery and their fornication and all the other stuff they're doing, they're going to be turned into the lake of fire with the homosexual. They're all going together. And they won't be partying. They're going to be burning throughout eternity. See, preachers got this thing. They like to do fair tactics. Because they want, they want to please one set of people. So they'll preach about homosexuality. But they won't talk about adultery because they got people in the church that commit adultery. So they don't talk about that because those are the big money givers. They don't, they, uh, some churches don't talk about homosexuality because they got homosexuals on their choir. Amen. Some of them are homosexuals themselves. But the Bible said, be sure your sin will find you out. The ungodly will continue being ungodly and they're going to be lost. If they don't come out of their sin, if they don't give their life to the Lord and come out of their sins. Listen to what this scripture say one more time. Second Peter chapter two, verse six says. And turn in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, <clears throat> condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after shall live ungodly. Are you listening? God destroyed. Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them for this very stuff, not just homosexuality. 
No, I don't condone in homosexuality. No, I'm not patting homosexuality on the back because it's an abomination before God. What I am saying, do not change God's word to suit you. I'll say it again. Do not change God's word to suit you. To suit people in your congregation or in your temple or wherever you worship or wherever you lead. Fornication, sex before marriage is sin, and you will be lost for doing it. It ain't no joke. I got over and I said, he, he, you fornicate. People know, everybody, everybody knows what adultery is. Isn't that something? Little kids know what adultery is. They can tell you, he, he fooled around with Miss So-and-so, and he got a wife. Everybody knows what adultery is. Everybody knows what adultery is. But fornication, for some reason, the devil has blinded people's eyes and ears to stop their ears so they don't hear or know what fornication is. Fornication is sex before marriage. That's fornication. Amen. You want to talk about David? All right, all you turkeys out there were on to my mind. I'm like David. David almost lost his life, caused his daughter to be raped. Caused his son to take the kingdom from him just about. Because all he decided to go commit adultery with a woman that he had no business even looking at. Don't come telling me you like David. David caused the child's life because of his sinful wickedness. I ain't over sense pretending. People say, oh, David had a heart after God. Let me explain about that real quick. David only had a heart after God when he was openly exposed. And that man was quick to repent once he once somebody exposed him. He didn't see, he didn't deny it and say, I didn't do it. Right. All along, he he would make go about his business. And then God had a prophet to let him know who you think you are, buddy. Who you think, what you think you're doing? Then he would repent. And he would say the right thing. I sinned against the Lord. I ain't sinned against nobody but the Lord. I done messed up with God. And now he's coming to get me. One day I gave you a whole message about David. People like David. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about because of the wickedness. And they were ungodly people. Where do ungodly people stand today when they reject Christ? When you reject Christ Jesus, you're rejecting everything. I'm not kidding you. You're rejecting everything. Let's move on. Let's go to. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's funny. I have to read my own right sometimes. Let's go to Jude 1 and 4. Jude 1 and 4. Jude chapter 1. It's only one chapter. Hope you guys should find, find two, 2 and 3. Chapter 2 and 3, you'll never find it. Okay, Jude chapter 1 and 4 says, listen to this, listen to this. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were ordained, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace about God into lack of aginess, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read it one more time. 
Well, there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of all ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God in a lax of agingness, and then denying our only Lord, our only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's something to think about. There are certain ungodly people that was ordained before the world began to be ungodly. Did you hear what I just said? There are some people that are ungodly that were ordained before the world began to be ungodly. They ain't never getting saved. They have no mind to ever get saved. They have no mind to ever change their way. They have no mind to ever acknowledge God. They have no mind to do that. Their mind is totally turned over to the devil. They have no mind to serve God. That's why you need to let God lead you. You got to let God lead you to friendship, relationships. I don't care whether it's business or personal or ministry, you got to let the Lord lead you. Because you don't know about everybody. We want everybody to be saved, but I'll keep telling people everybody not going to be saved. Some people don't want to get saved, and you can't force nobody to get saved. Well, you may say the Bible says God will save me and my whole household. Well, that's correct. You are 100% correct. Well, then, did God make a mistake? No. God didn't make a mistake. Don't godly have to want to be saved. God will make a way for them to be saved, but it's up to them. The Bible says, whosoever will let them come. Whosoever is willing to let God that want to be saved are going to come unto the Lord. They're going to walk before God. They're going to want to be saved. Did you hear me? This scripture tells you something very interesting here. It says, for there are certain men in crept unawares who were before ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men. Turning the grace of God into lack of agentness, and then I know only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's people that know about God, but they don't want to serve God. That's also about preachers. They ain't got no mind to serve God. They don't want to serve God. They want to be religious and do religious stuff. They want to they teach catechism and they want to teach uh, doctrinal stuff. That's all they're interested in. And they want to look all holy and righteous, but they won't serve God. Please, a lot of them were ordained before the world began to do wickedness like that. They're ungodly people. They don't serve God and they ain't trying. I'm serious. I never forget the story of one of the brothers told me about a, his pastor. His pastor could preach and make you cry. He'll make you come running to that altar before you could uh, before anything else. You're gonna drop what you're doing and come running out. That man could preach that way. Well, one day he was in a sitting in the service, and the Lord spoke to my friend and told him, That man is a homemonger. Talking about the pastor. Sure enough, it came out even a homemonger. Your preaching and your preaching don't mean nothing to God. It's not eternal. Your preaching and your singing, all oh, those are gifts and talents. They have no eternal power to it. Because when you leave here, 
they're gone. Amen. There are certain people that was ordained to destroy people. That's why you got to let God lead you. I'll say it again. The ungodly, there are certain ungodly people that was ordained before the world had begun to be ungodly and to destroy people at all costs. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16 real quick. And listen what it says. Proverbs 16 and 27. Listen to this. <clears throat> An ungodly man diggeth up evil and in his lips there is a burning fire. Listen to this again. Proverbs 16, 27 says, an ungodly man diggeth up evil. And in his lips there are burning, there is burning fire. Why? Because he's on the cross of hell burning. They dig up dirt. They create dirt. They find ways to destroy people. In their mouth of the world of iniquity. They got all kind of mess going on. But you need to understand something today that God does not change. God is still holy. God requires holy living. Amen. He said, peace follow all men and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. The scripture also picked up and said, listen to this, be holy for I am holy. And that was, that was Israel's problem. They didn't want to be holy. Amen. They didn't want to be godly. And that's the same thing today. We don't want to be godly. We don't want to be holy. We want to do what we want to do. We want to go our way. We don't want to listen to what God has to say. We want to do it our way and our way along. So some of these wicked leaders, ungodly men in the Christian ministry, what they're doing, they're writing new Bibles. They're coming out with new translations and taking out things from the word of God so it can satisfy them. Amen. They even got a gay Bible now. I mean, they're coming out with everything. They, they're trying to satisfy wickedness with God's word, and it will never work. Amen. It will never work. As I tell people, you could change the Bible to 70,000 different translations. You could take all the words out of the Bible, rewrite the entire Bible, but I got news for you, buddy. God's word's already settled in heaven, and it's not changing. That's the best thing about this. God's word will never change. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that changeth not. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Amen, amen. Ungodly. The ungodly will not listen. The ungodly. Why do they call them godly? Because they don't want to do godliness. They don't want to do what's right. People take <clears throat> a murderer, a rapist as ungodly. That's just not ungodly. Fornicators, adulterers, all that, that's ungodly. I could go on. Liars, the Bible says no liar tarrying God's sight, but people lie big time today. It's a big thing to do, run around lying. Donald Trump is a big liar. He all he, all he did as a president, all he did is lie every day. And in fact, he even confessed it. Of course I lied. I was shocked. He even admitted it. 
Well, I wasn't really shocked. I don't think I was shocked. Lying is in the game. It'll cause you to be lost eternally because God hates a liar. The Bible says, oh, a liar. Read Revelation 21 and 8 in the King James Version Bible. You're going to find that I'm telling you the truth. Oh, yeah, let's pray for the uh, those watching the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, ask you to save, deliver, and make free. Break the yokes of the life of the people that's watching this broadcast right now on television, oh God. Meet their needs, oh God. Save, deliver, and make free. I thank you for touching their life. I thank you for saving them, oh God, and bringing deliverance in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of you that watch this broadcast, you can continue to watch it on YouTube. Check us out on the Tabernacle of Deliverance, INC. Oh, no, it's the Tabernacle of Deliverance. Um, Incorporated on Pastor B.L. Wells. You'll, you'll find us on YouTube or on Twitter. Also, uh, um, I want to buy there's the services on the uh, website, but we're going to be working on something to have everything on the website as well. But we're also coming out with the uh, Bible study 24 hours a day. Uh, that is going to be real on that shortly. Okay, let's get back to the word. <clears throat> Proverbs 16 and 27 says, an ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there's a burning fire, because he can't stop doing dirt. He can't stop lying. He can't stop telling lies. He can't stop telling things that's not true. He cannot stop planting dirt. Amen. He cannot stop planting evil. Ungodly. An ungodly person. Don't want to serve God. See, there's a difference. There's a difference. That's why that scripture I read to you before about those I was ordained before the foundation of the word to be a, a world to be ungodly. There's people. That know God's word and will tell you God's word and will never ever live it. They're ungodly. They will never ever live for God. Never. I don't care what you say to them, I don't care how hard you pray for them. They're not going to be saved. They don't want to be saved. They don't desire to be saved. There's no desire. Has never been a desire for you to be saved. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 1 and 1. Understand about salvation. It's a free gift that was paid for. You can't purchase it. That's the thing about eternal life. You cannot, you cannot purchase eternal life. It's already been purchased. That's the best part about it. Psalms 1 and 1, listen to this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know, for the last, I think, two weeks, I've been reading this Psalms 1 over and over and over and over and over. Every night, every single night, but I think it lasts two weeks. And I've been trying to figure out why am I reading this scripture for over and over? This is a verse. This is over and over and over. The ungodly. The scripture says in 
Psalm 101. Listen to it carefully. Blessed is the man that walketh not where? In the counsel, the direction, the leadership of the ungodly. Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. The Bible tells us also that in a multitude of counselors, there's safety, but they got to be the right kind of counselor. Amen. They're not the right type of counselor. They're going to mess you up. That's why the scripture says in Psalm 1 and 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't walk in Amen. This is why we need to know God for ourselves. My mind is going over uh, the story with Creflo Dollar everybody was talking about. The Bible said, blessed is the man that walketh not in that counsel of the ungodly, right? Okay. Creflo Dollar was running around uh, just some teachers saying that uh, tithing is biblical for today. All along these years, he'd been running around saying, you got to tithe, you got to tithe, you got to tithe, you got to tithe. Like with a broker regular, made books about it, videos about it, et cetera, et cetera. Millions of people follow that. Whatever the teaching he taught about tithing, got them to help buy him a $65 million check and all this other stuff. I'm talking about the ungodly. People got ungodly twisted up. It's the ungodly deeds Amen. that people do. The scripture says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. His counsel was ungodly. His purpose was ungodly. It was deception. He turns around and tell everybody, burn all the books, burn all the tapes, burn all the videos that I've been teaching all these years about tithing, because it's not for today. I've read from Genesis to Revelations, I don't know how many times, and I see now nowhere in the Bible where the Lord Jesus Christ or God the Father have said that tithing is not for today. That it was taken out of the New Testament. It was not. It was not, has not been. In the New Testament, they talked about giving first fruits. Uh, 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 they brought the first fruits at the apostles' feet uh, on, on, on the first day of the week, and they brought the apostles, uh, uh, they tithed, they offered, they love offering. They brought that to the apostles at their feet. And people still pay tithe. Why? Because there was no commandment given. The Lord is the one who was running around giving the commandment. The apostles never gave no such commandments. There was no commandment given at the time. People only know one scripture in the Bible about money. The only scripture they know in the Bible about money says money is the, the love of money is the root of all evil. But that's not all what God had to say about money. He also said money was a defense. 
Kung read your Bible. Ungodly. Stop walking in that council of these prosperity preachers. It's false doctrine. All these preachers that run around you scare tactics to get people to give. Don't give them a dime. God, almighty God said, I love a cheerful giver when you give from your heart, not out of fear. Tithing is not going to change until God orders it to change. Living holy is not going to change. Oh, they don't talk about living holy. They just talk about your success. And you giving, you giving, you giving, you giving. But you got to give yourself. The Bible says, uh, having therefore these promises, be daily beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Hmm? And then it picks up and said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of that's Romans 12 and 1. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body holy and accept that you approve what is holy and acceptable in the sight of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice. You present yourself. Ungodly people don't yeah. teach that. Psalms 1 and 1 makes it very plain. People trying to get blessed. I'm telling you right now how to get blessed. It said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's what the scripture said. You're blessed if you do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. There is nowhere in the scripture. I'm going to say it again. There's nowhere in the scripture said, if you give God $100, he's going to give you 1000 Nowhere. 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 Ungodly people teach that mess. Ungodly teach that God is going to give everybody a hundredfold. That is contrary to the scripture. That's contrary to the scripture. The scripture don't say that. He said some. I always tell a story that I, I came up with about a hundred people. You got a hundred people in the church building. And they take up an offering. And the preacher said, I'm praying right now that God give everybody a hundredfold back. Well, he done violated God's word. Because God said, I'll give some a hundred, some 60, some 30, and above all, God is not giving body everything back in money. Hello? God don't give body everybody back in money. Sometimes he give them in mercy. Sometimes he give them in grace. Sometimes he give them in promotion. Well, there's no less ways God give back. Ungodly people teach that God only give 100% back. Ungodly people teach that if you don't pay your tithes, God's going to curse you. You already cursed for disobeying God's word. Uh, they say God's going to bless you if you give. The Bible said blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of God. You already blessed. You already blessed because you have not walked in that counsel of the ungodly. And y'all want to keep your, your, your unsaved friends close to you like that? When the Bible said, don't do it. That's why some of y'all ain't blessed. That's why people pay tithes and still ain't blessed. They won't let go to work. And let God give them some friends. <laughs> y'all need to follow what the scripture said. Blessed is the man that walketh not now counsel of the ungodly. Now, let's move on in that verse. Yes. 
that verse. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in that counsel of the ungodly, of the ungodly nor sitteth in his seat, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. In the way of sinners. <laughs> Y'all call yourself going to heaven, you're lying to yourself. Get around unsaved people and never tell them about God. You run around claiming you saved. What you saved from? Stopping them from knowing the truth because you won't tell the truth because you won't live the truth. Jesus said, oh, here we go again about the Lord. The Lord said, I only do. I only do and say what I seen and heard my father do. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We should be supposed to be about our father's business. We're about some business, but not our father. We trying to get rich and die trying. Let's move on. Let's go to First Timothy chapter one and verse nine. Look at that verse. <clears throat> Listen to this. <clears throat> knowing this, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and the sinners, for unholy and profound, for murderers of father, murderers of mother, the manslayer. I'll read it again. Knowing this, that the law is not made for the right for a righteous man. But for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and, and for sinners, for unholy and profound, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mother and manslayers. The law was not made for the saved. The law was made for the unrighteous. The law was made for the ungodly. Why? Because <laughs> they wouldn't be ungodly. <laughs> because, because we were all born in sin. We ungodly before we can become righteous. We have to repent of our sin and say Jesus Christ is our personal savior. You know, people crack me up with this. Um, I want to go to heaven. But I can ask a person, how do you get there? They really don't know. Some of them will say, well, be a good person. What do you mean being a good person? The Bible don't say be a good person. Be a good person. So that doesn't, there's no way in the Bible saying being a good person gets you into heaven. So that case, that's thrown out. How do you get there? They don't know. I treat people right. I treat my family right. I give a couple of dollars in the church now and then. On my temple. They still don't know. Jesus said, except you repent, you all likewise perish. He picked it up and said, except a man be born again. He can ask to receive or see the kingdom of heaven. So we have to repent of our sin. And accept Christ as our Savior. But look at this verse. Knowing that the law is not for a righteous man, but for the lawless. 
and disobedience. Whoa! The disobedient. The law is for who? The disobedient and the lawless, the murderers of their mothers and fathers and men. I, who? The law is for. When we are righteous, we right living according to God's word. The law has nothing to do with us because it's not for us. We obey God's word and we abide in God's word. He said, let my word, you abide in me and let my word abide in you. You can ask what you will. You can ask God things when you abide in him. When you're righteous. But the disobedient, those that are disobedient to their parents, those that are disobedient to God's word, that's who the law is for. That's who the law is for. And the ungodly. You know, today, as we all know, they have constant mass shootings. And if you notice, take note. The age is getting younger and younger of the mass shootings. The age is getting younger and younger. We're down to 18 years old now. Soon to be 17 and 16. Why? 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 Because they're allowing these kids that can't wipe their behind yet. Can't even put their shirt on properly. They're giving them guns, allowing them to buy guns. I'll tell you something. I was reading something, which I didn't know. I was reading about back in the 50s and 60s and stuff. Uh, men did buy their children guns. They used to take their children camping, and they go hunting and stuff with guns. And that's where the gun, when, it, when the hunting was over, the guns went back where they belong in the house. They didn't have kids running around shooting nobody. Yet they had guns right there. They didn't have all these safety locks and all these laws and all this stuff. And that is because the parents are allowing unstable children to get by guns. And these parents know that the child is unstable. The laws need to comply with God's word. Ungodly people protect wrong. Ungodly people condone it wrong. I don't beat around the bush. It's the truth. Everybody say, oh, uh, 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 nobody should have a gun. I don't 100% agree with that. Because it's true. Out west and all that. They, uh, uh, on different areas, people go hunting, moose hunting. I had friends that went uh, moose hunting and a deer hunting, and um, um, that's not me. But they, they uh, go hunting, deer hunting, and uh, uh, moose hunting and all that. But um, <clears throat> they didn't have problems with their kids running around shooting and killing people. Social media is also guilty because it helped inspire them to do that. Because people get on social media talking all that crazy stuff. And their mind is already jacked. That's all they needed somebody to turn on the light bulb. Ungodly people. 
Ungodly people do things and don't expect to pay for it. <laughs> people something else. And you talking about God's not going to pass judgment? Remember I read to you about Sodom and Gomorrah, why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? They were doing all kind of wicked stuff. And that's it's the same thing today. All right, let's move on. Let's go to second. Uh, let's go to Jude chapter one, verse fifteen. Jude one and fifteen. Jude one and fifteen says. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of, of all their ungodly deeds which they ungodly committed and all of their hard speeches which they ungodly, which ungodly sinners have spoken against the Lord. I'll read it again. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all the ungodly deeds which they ungodly committed and of all the hard speeches which they which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Did you hear that? To execute judgment, which he will do. God will execute judgment upon all the ungodly. Amen. Every single one. All of the ungodly sinners. People speak against the Lord. Blasphemy against the Lord. Speak evil of him. When he done them no harm. When he done them no injustice. They ungodly speak against him. Amen. To the point where he say, I am going to pass judgment against you. Amen. And the thing about it, he didn't just say he was going to pass it. He said he was going to execute it. When God says he's going to execute judgment, beloved. Amen. He's going to execute judgment. He's going to bring it to pass. But the thing about this, he said, oh, no, ungodly. It's interesting the way he says this. All they ungodly deeds that they ungodly committed. All they ungodly deeds that they ungodly committed. Amen. Every deed, every action, every movement. And then they have the nerve to talk bad about God. Well, you could talk bad about me. It don't make no difference. But I'll be careful what I say about God because he's not like me. Amen. He hears everything. He misses nothing. People want to go to heaven. People want peace in their guys, but they won't do nothing to get it. Amen. I was reading this thing on Facebook. It says, the guy said, you can't buy, uh, uh, money uh, uh, Money can't buy you peace, but you can buy, you, what did it, well, he said that money can't give you peace, but you can buy things to give that will help give you peace. 
but I'll take you totally further. Money, all the things you buy cannot give you eternal peace. Only God can. Money, all the things you buy cannot give you eternal peace. And there's a reason for that. Jesus said, in order to return, obtain heaven and eternal life, you had to be born again. You had to be willing to turn from your sinful way and your ungodly action and your ungodly thoughts and give your life to him and allow him to direct your life. Accept him as a personal savior. It's just something to think about when you read God's word, how God is concerned about us, but we ain't concerned about ourselves. Amen. It's just amazing how God offers us an opportunity of salvation, and so many people have rejected it, but they don't want to change from their ways. Let's move on. Let's go to Second Chronicles, chapter nineteen. Second Chronicles, chapter nineteen. Look at that verse, chapter 19 and verse 2. Second Chronicles chapter 19 and verse 2 says, listen to this. And Joe, the son of Hananiah, the seer, went out to meet him and said to the king, the king Jehoshaphat, shouldest thou help, shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them and hate the Lord. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord, the wrath, uh, wait, wait, therefore is the wrath upon thee from before the Lord. Let me read it again. And Judah, son of Hanan and Asiah, went out to meet him and said to King, said to Je King Jehoshaphat, shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath the, therefore, the wrath upon thee from the Lord, from before the Lord. Got to be careful. This right here, this passage deals with King Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, when he hung out with the king of Israel, when God already pronounced judgment on the king of Israel. Jehoshaphat almost got himself killed hanging out with the king of Israel. And as the prophet had told the king of Israel he was going to die, he died right in his chariot. And King Jehoshaphat was the king of Judea. So the prophet's son came and told him that the wrath of the Lord was on him because he was winging out with the ungodly. Who was the king of Jehoshaphat? I was mean, the king of Israel, excuse me. You gotta watch who you spend time with. You gotta watch who you run with. I know of a story, a true story of a young man I, I knew. Young man, 17 years old, running with druggie. His friend was a big druggie. His mother warned him and warned him and warned him 
the friend's mother warned him and warned him and warned him. Well, he knew that it was a the friend knew it was a bad bad drug deal. He ran, went to the drug deal, got his brain blown out. Seventeen years old. I never forgot that story. It was sad because the friend didn't care. At that boy through through the friend didn't show no emotion, none. He didn't care. I was shocked and stunned. I was real young back then. I was shocked and stunned. I couldn't believe it. You got to be careful who you're running with. You can't run with ungodly people and expect godliness to happen. It's not going to happen. You can't run with criminals and don't expect crime to take place. You can't run with people that you know are rapists and don't expect them to rape somebody around you. <laughs> if you know your cousin is a bank robber, don't hang out with them. But they can plan, they're going to rob another bank. And you might be with them and you get killed and they don't. You know Harry is a drunk. Don't go get in no car with Harry because you know he never got sober. He could drive his car and kill everybody and still live. Done godly. They don't care. They don't care whether you go down with them or before them. That's why they're ungodly. <laughs> the Bible says the soul that sinneth shall die and then shall not tarry in God's sight. No, it's not. No, it's not. I know this message is corny, silly. Not no great, I know. Don't godly. They're everywhere. But except you repent of your sin, you, you gonna perish. Amen. You gonna perish in your sins. But you know what? You don't have to remain that way. I've heard many stories, read stories, even from my community. Well, I live the county I live in. Stories of kids not listening to their parents, running with friends they did not care. Amen. Die. You hear me? Die. Because their ungodly friends didn't care. They wanted to have a good time. They didn't care about what nobody said. They want to do what they want to do. It's an awful thing for a parent to bury their child. It's always supposed to be the reverse. You burying your parents, not your parents burying you at 13, 14, 15, 16 years old because you was running with an ungodly crowd. Winding up with babies and can't take care of them. Talk about, I'm going to have an abortion. Through abortion, many live babies we have been aborted and murdered as they say. I, 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 I'm an honest man. 
I don't know how a woman feels getting raped and has to carry uh, that child. I don't know. I don't want to know. Ungodly. We're a bunch of wicked people on this earth that don't want to really walk with God. We, we, we want to play church. We want to we want to do it our way. We go out, get pregnant. I've heard all kinds of stories of pastors, children being pregnant and keeping it hidden from the pastor and all that. All kind of nasty, wicked stuff. Some had abortion. Some got, as soon as they had a baby, they got rid of it. All kind of stuff. Ungodly. They're in the church. They're the pastor's children. They're the pastors. They're the missionary. Ungodly people. Amen. Playing church. Playing religious. But I'm going to tell you something. Be sure your sins are fine you out. Well, nobody found nothing out about me yet. Don't you worry. God already know who you born. The man that sinned will pay for his sins. Accept your repentance. Let's look at that verse one more time. Verse 19, chapter 19, verse 2 said, And Jewel, the son of, and out of the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them and hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath upon thee from before the Lord. That's why you got to be careful. That's why you have to be careful because you could be hanging with somebody that's causing God wrath to bite on you. I'm serious. I, I, I personally knew somebody in that state. They were warned and warned and warned and warned to leave those people alone. And they wouldn't do it. They lost everything they had. Every single thing they had. It wasn't funny. It was sad. Because they told me the story. Ain't nobody else told me the story. They explained to me what happened to them. I was stunned. I'm like, common sense tell you of God and everybody else will tell you to leave those people alone. Why didn't you leave them alone? Because you wouldn't know something? Friendship makes fools out of us. Did you hear me? Friendship makes fools out of us. We love our friends so much that we won't obey the voice of God. We love our friends so much that we're not going to obey God. We're going to keep hanging with those people. Even though God says stay away. I'm going to say it again. The soul that sinneth shall die. It shall not tarry in God's sight. It's not, it wasn't funny. It was sad. But I was just taken aback that she knew that God consistently warned her. She wouldn't listen. The story ain't a nice story. <laughs> Believe me, the story with her and her children is not nice. It turned nasty that bad. Oh, I'd rather obey God. You hear me? Because the story went from worse to worse to worse. Is okay? It went. It just went straight downhill. The wicked. They don't care about you. When people are set to live on godly life, they're not going to obey God. Leave them alone. 
Stop trying to save your family and get your life in line with God. And if God wants to save them, he's going to save them. He said he'll save you and your whole household, but they got to be willing. He said, whosoever will, let them come. Don't come telling me you going to the party with your family and you drinking and carrying on with your family. You're going to get them saved. You're a liar. You ain't get nobody saved. All you doing is embarrassing yourself more and shame in the name of God. Ungodly people. They don't care. You know, today, to prove it, today they, they'll, you go to a place or, or, or something where they're having something and they say, they know you're a pastor, they'll even offer you a glass, a scotch, a bourbon. Yeah. It ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. Because they lost respect for the leadership. The ministers, because ministers do so much ungodly mess. Don't play that mess with me, though. Let's move on. Let's go to First Peter chapter 4, verse 18. First Peter chapter four and verse eighteen. Look at that verse. And it said, If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly godly and the sinner appear? I'm gonna read it again. It says in verse 19, 18 of first Peter 5. A 4 and 18 says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner pair? Where? If the righteous, the saved people, barely makes it in to glory, where do the ungodly and sinner pair? They don't. They have no place in eternal life. They have no place. Because they're ungodly and they're sinners. They haven't repented of their sins. They haven't come out of their sinful way. They haven't surrendered their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we, we look at the scriptures. Except the Bible makes it plain. Except we repent. We're all going to perish. Not some of us. All of us. It's not except you repent. We're all going to perish in our sin. That's why repentance and acceptance of Jesus Christ. Not just repentance. I was told an interesting story about a little boy in the 50s. His parents told him it was a sin to go to the movies. So one day he snuck and went to the movies with his friends. And he came home, he felt so guilty about sneaking to the movies with his friends. He repented before his mother and father and said, I've sinned, I went to the movies with my friends. They forgave him. However, that didn't require eternal life. What requires eternal life is repenting and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. That's the requirement for eternal life. That's to possess spirit to eternal life. Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Giving up your ungodly ways. Asking God to deliver you from your ungodly ways. Because some ways we have, we can't get rid of them on our own. Some people have lying spirits. They need to be delivered. Some people have lust spirits. 
Lust, lust isn't just that sexual, right? People got that twisted too. People think lust, lust is just for some woman's body or some man's body. No, it's the lust for the lust for somebody's else house or the lust for this and the lust for that. That's your lust lusting after stuff. You read about the children of Israel when God was feeding them, they had food in their mouth, chewing on it, and they were lusting after food. <laughs> That's how us humans are. We, we can't get enough of nothing. We lust after stuff, got stuff in our hand, and we lust after other stuff. The ungodly will not obtain eternal life except they repent of their sin. The sinner who dips in and out he got saved and now he's playing with the world and God at the same time. You ain't getting eternal life. Not going to happen. This this isn't door number one, door number two. What that show was? Uh, let's make a deal, I think it was. It's a door number one, door number two, a door number three, which one you want? And they picked the wrong door. They put number one when it ain't got a broken bike in it. <laughs> and they said, that should reward you. Pick the broken bike. I don't want that. Oh, you already picked number one. Eternal life is not like picking doors. It's choosing whether or not you want God to lead your life, to direct your life, and allow a Christ Jesus to come into your life. Not door number one, not door number two, because that's guessing, hoping. See, we have hope beyond hope. That's the difference. See, the, thing, the different thing with God is you build a personal relationship with him. Not a make-believe religious relationship, because anybody could go to a church, a temple, or a synagogue with everybody around and build a, a religious relationship with people. But that's not a relationship with God. God's relationship is an individual personal relationship that you, by accepting Jesus Christ, begin to build. We become first, we become heirs with God and join heirs with Jesus Christ, according to the God, God's word. The Bible said no good thing was he was withhold from them that walk uprightly before. This is what the enemies constantly do to blind people from seeing that. They get mixed up in prosperity ministry, though, running behind people prophesying all the time. I read you a scripture in Psalms 1 and 1 says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly. That's you already blessed when you don't do that. Stop looking for a blessing and act on God's word. Obey God's word. The blessings are there. He said he'll bless you going in and he'll bless you coming out. He'll, he'll make you the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not be neat. We, we, we don't receive that because we don't obey God's word. Without obeying God's word, we don't, we don't. We can't receive his promises. This is why this verse said in verse 18. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Where? The Bible said no unrighteousness enter into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible said when the new Jerusalem comes down, only the saved shall enter therein. So if you ain't saved, well, I don't know where you're going to be. The ungodly. The ungodly are people 
Some of them were eternally ordained to be ungodly, just like the scripture has said, as we read before. That's something to think about. There's some people that were eternally ordained to be ungodly. They have no mind ever to serve God, and they will do everything in their power to keep you from serving God. They'll do everything in their power. They'll offer you anything to keep you from being saved. Keep you from walking with God. Keep you from obeying God. You ever notice how people do their best to keep you from moving forward? Amen. You ever notice some people get around you nothing but craziness constant. Whenever they come, it's confusion, madness. That's those people. When they come around you, it's nothing but chaos and madness. That's those people. Notice when they lose, leave, everything get quiet again. <laughs> That's those people. I'm not kidding you. I've worked with people like that. More they around us, madness took place. When they go, it's nice, peaceful. That's not God's plan for your life. It is not God's plan that we be lost, that we die from sickness, sin, or disease. Because he said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. But I want to tell you something about healing. Healing is for you. Deliverance is for you. A lot of times we don't receive our full healing because, because we let doubt creep in. I know many people, I listen to this, this is true. I've, I've heard stories of people that was given up to die and God spared their life because they acted on his word. I went and prayed for a couple of people that was on a deathbed and God restored them. But both of them did not want to be saved. One died sooner and one died, I think, a year and a half later. They didn't want to be saved. I can't make them get saved. But the thing I learned about healing and deliverance, we have to fully accept it. I don't care how we feel. I don't care what we think. I don't care about that. When you truly want God's healing, you just got to trust him and thank him for it. I don't care if you don't feel it. You may feel like utter garbage. The pain may be wrapped in your body. Uh, oh, the doctor said this and the doctor said that. Push all that out of your mind. God said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee and not make thee sick. He wants to glorify himself through you. He wants to magnify himself through you. You think he's going to magnify yourself with you? You dying from sickness? You see, the Bible said many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord is capable of delivering them out of them all. Because we, we lack, it's, it's true, we lack trust. When we lack trust, anything can go wrong. That's why I tell people, you have to trust God. I, I teach people this. When you're not feeling well, you sick, call an elder of the church that you go to. You can call me, text me. I'll pray for you. Then go to the hospital. And don't, don't, don't stay there if you need to go to the hospital. Say, well, I'm not going to go nowhere. I'm not going to do nothing. No, I'm not going to tell you that. This is a decision you have to make. I'll pray for you according to the scripture because the Bible says if you call the elders of the church and you seek among you, they're going to pray for you. And then uh, um, if you committed any sin, it'll be forgiven for you. God will raise you back up. But you need to go. If you need to go to the doctor, get checked out. Go to the doctor, get checked out. I prayed for somebody the other day. I didn't know what was wrong with her. She said she was having a problem with her leg. I just prayed for her. And she went to the doctor and they told her, well, she, she's coming along. 
But you you can't play put a blinder over your head and expect God to do stuff. When we see what happened is was is this. Until we line up with God's word, we never gonna fool 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 kingdom blessings from God. You have to follow up with what God's word say. Line up with what His word say. That's why He said, "I sent My word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions." You gotta praise God in the midst of your going through. You gotta praise God in the midst of your sickness. You gotta praise God in the midst of your weakness. I mean, praise. If there's anybody here watching this broadcast today that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, bow your heads with me and let's pray. Give your life to the Lord. Don't be ungodly. Bow your head and pray with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to wash away all my ungodly deeds. Save me right now. Cast my sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Save me right now. I thank you for saving me right now, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, let me pray for you all there. Father, in Jesus' name, I you touch every little soul watching this, this service today. Oh God, break every yoke in their life, meet the needs in their life. Touch, heal, deliver, and make free. I bind the hand of the enemy. I rebuke that spirit from holding these people back from serving your Lord. I claim victory in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, beloved. Wednesday night, we have Bible study at 8.15. And back on Sunday at 5.15 for service. Trust the Lord. Walk with the Lord. And let him bless your life. I'll see you in the next service. God bless you.